0: episode eight patrick Baracolo, senior one care
1: welcome to gut plus science analytics about people insights for executives truth you can act on a high energy fast-paced results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and ceo your host nikki llewellyn
0: Hey, and welcome back to the show. So we are going to be talking today about the balancing act that all of us are trying to juggle, which is to recruit top talent and then retain them, develop them, engage them. And all at the same time, these people don't work right next to us. They're working from home. They're working out in the field or in many different locations. Well, we've got to figure out how to solve this problem because so many leaders are struggling with it right now. And this is just the way the world is going. The issue has become an epidemic in the home health healthcare sector, which is a rapidly growing industry of service to people that are 65, thousands of people turning 65 every day, and the need, the demand for caregivers has never been stronger. I have an owner of a family-owned, Home care company on the show today that's going to tell us how he's fighting the odds in really big ways and being recognized by Inc. Magazine for five years in a row for the unique business model and concepts that they're bringing to the home healthcare sector. The average home healthcare company has a turnover rate in the 70%. Um, And so Patrick Brocklow, who is co-owner of Senior One Care, is going to be sharing with us a number of things today just to tell you about the, I guess, true expertise of this person that we're going to learn from, not only is he running his business and getting recognized and fighting the odds, but he coordinates every year an event called Indie Do Day, which is one of the, one of America's largest giving initiatives where he coordinates this, um, giving back initiative for 20,000 volunteers, I don't know about you, but if you've ever managed volunteers, it's not a super simple thing. There's a lot of complexities to it. And so I think we have a lot to learn from Patrick today about engagement. So I'm excited to welcome Patrick to the show. Before I do that, I'm going to take a quick break for our sponsor.
1: PurpleLink's customized HR services will help you make your workspace joy-powered. Whether you're looking for help with recruiting, compliance, or leadership training, they listen to what you need and tailor their solutions to you. Check out purpleinkllc.com. That's purpleinkllc.com to find out how they can help your business. And look for the Joy-Powered Workspace Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: All right. Hey, Patrick, welcome to the show. So, here's my first question because I want to just dive right in. What is your greatest culture lesson learned as a business owner in the healthcare sector at Senior One Care?
2: When I think about when we started our business about 12 years ago, we were always looking at ways to constantly exceed the customer expectation. And so, we really focused on the Uh, the client, the consumer. And what we quickly realized is we needed to find ways to exceed the expectation of our employees, which I think was the basis of really how our culture started and blossomed. And so our executive team is constantly thinking of ways and constantly getting feedback on ways to improve the employee experience and really exceed their expectations.
0: I love that. I, that's that's great, Patrick. And so, when you and I were prepping for the show, we talked a little bit about the laundry list of things you learn as a CEO of what to do more of and what to stop doing. Can you give us a couple of those keys?
2: I think first and foremost, it's okay to make mistakes. And I think sometimes we were hesitant to try new things and get feedback because it was a little bit of looking in the mirror. <laughs> uh, but really, there's two two items that I think we always fall into. And, and one is assuming the culture is great and doing well every single day. Uh, we're a family-owned business, so we talk often of how we treat everybody like family, and it was easy to assume that everybody felt that way. Uh, And one thing we didn't do enough of was repeat and use repetition and talk frequently about some of the things that we believe in from a values perspective and constantly reinforcing that with our teams. And so I would say don't assume too much and repeat less. You really want to do the most, the the complete opposite. You don't want to assume at all. And you got to continually repeat some of the positives and, and the, the purpose of your, your culture with all your teams.
0: When it comes to getting employee feedback, I know that you're in the world of having a lot of remote workers. They're out working in the homes of your customers. How do you keep, how do you stay in the loop on how they're doing and just gaining feedback to really understand where they're at so that you don't assume?
2: Boy, (laughs) if I had the answer to that, no, uh, it's a great question. Uh, First of all, we do uh, some employee surveys. Uh, We do those quarterly just to reach out and and get some feedback. Uh, We have a good pulse on kind of the quality of the care which we think is an indicator of how well the employee is doing. So client satisfaction surveys are are really important. We have a lot of conversations with them frequently. Uh, But one thing we do, and this is kind of 1980 stuff, but we actually have our caregivers come in and pick up their paychecks. And so we don't do direct deposit. So if nothing else, individuals are coming in every two weeks to at least come into the office. And at that moment, when they're picking up their paychecks, is a good chance to have these conversations with them. We can tell how things are, are going, and maybe it's an opportunity to go in and say, hey, these are some of the things you're doing great. How are you doing? And having those conversations, or maybe we'll get some opportunities from clients that we can improve, uh, and that's an opportunity you know, right there where we'll go through the, those items there as well.
0: Wow, what a system. I know that it's so hard sometimes to truly get that pulse on how people are doing working out in the field. And it's a very unique thing to hear today that manually you're having those employees stop in to pick up the paycheck. But I can see how, you know, that personal interaction keeps that family feel that you've talked so much about today and in other conversations that I've had with you very unique and never heard that on the show before.
2: Yeah, I mean, it does. And don't get me wrong. We're using technology. we, We have a lot of things that we're doing on the internal from a technology standpoint to communicate, you know, things that are going on with the client and to improve our service and those types of things. But we found that we can't lose that personal touch. I think today, and we hear it about a variety of generations, we're so focused on texting and emailing, we forget just that personal phone call can really go a long way. We're trying to get it to a face-to-face moment here because we really think we can lock in our, our overall culture doing it that way. That's helped us so far.
0: Having a hybrid of technology and personal touch. I think a lot of times companies will go too far on one end or the other. That's cool. When you look at your business today, you've come really far with developing your culture and taking that shift from the focus being on the customer and moving it to the employee. And I know you have so many examples of the things that you're doing in that world. When it comes to what you're working on right now, what would you say is your biggest struggle or your biggest challenge to building the culture at Senior One Care?
2: Well, I think you touched on a big one, and that's the remote or the mobility of our workforce. They're not in our office every hour, of every day. So it is a little bit more of a challenge where we have to bring the culture to them, even though they are remote. But one thing that we talk constantly internally about our customers is we're only as good as our customers perceive us to be. And we have to keep that same theme with our employees you know, we're only, our culture is only as good as our employees perceive it to be. So we're doing a lot of collaboration with them to see, you know, how are we doing? What can we do differently? The other thing, we started another business called Legacy Certified Nurse Aid Training School, where we are training individuals to come in and uh, kind of give them the next level training from a healthcare worker And that, I'll tell you, just offering that as an opportunity for a lot of our employees who may not have had that opportunity in the past has really jumped on it so or or taken it to the next level. So I would say developing our teams and, you know, really getting them to that high touch arena for for working with individuals because, you know, we're in the service industry. So that's really uh, important for us moving forward.
0: I know you're really big on development and continuous learning and growing. And I know from your executive team and the retreats you do down to the school that you've built for the majority of your employees, which are caregivers, can you talk um, a little bit more about some of the key things that you're doing, like actual tactical ways that you're helping to instill that continuous learning, whether that's in your executive office or out with the caregivers?
2: First of all, one of the things we want to do is hire the best of the best people. So we're not going to bring everybody in because not everybody is a good fit for the types of work that we do. I and mean, it is challenging work and it takes special people with a heart to to do what we do. But the, the second thing is what we call continuous improvement. We got to get better every single day that we can. And that, that's including uh, me and my fellow brother-in-laws who are owners of the company. We got we got to find ways to be better every day. Otherwise, you're not going to continue to grow and continue to exceed, which in the end is the very equation of quality service. When I first opened up down here with my brother-in-law here in, in uh, Indianapolis, one of the things we did is we went and took a job in the nursing home. We actually became certified nurse aides. We're actually that today, and that has really, you know, really kicked off. <laughs> our ability to know, you know, what is the job that we're asking people to do? And also, what is the care? What is the actual service we are providing our customers? And I can tell you, we know what it is because we've worked that. And so the more opportunities that we can give individuals to learn and develop in those arenas, all the way up to our management staffs. Is, is just a real positive thing, because in the end, these are the individuals that are going to be running our business someday. So we really are motivated to grow people. And then, you know what, in the end, it's just a really good feeling to give opportunity to people and give them the confidence that they can do more.
0: Patrick, I can tell just in your voice and talking about how much you care about the business. I mean, your heart is huge for what you do. This is probably going to be a loaded question, but what are you most proud of?
2: you know when i joined the the business it's our family's business because we were going through elderly loved ones you know as they age uh, just some of the challenges that many of our clients are going through so to be able to start the company and and really relieve stress that comes with aging parents is you know why we started this but very quickly we learned we were changing the lives of our employees as well and so giving them opportunity to grow is really neat you know we you we talk about uh some of the employees that we've had they have gone on after they've gotten their cna to become nurses and doctors and pa students and all those types of things to uh, you know help our future healthcare needs which we know is coming you know today 10,000 people turn 65. And the question is, who's going to be taking care of those folks? And, uh, you know, the training that we're providing and the work-based experience that they're having is really going to make them successful people, not only in the workforce, you know, which which is the big trigger, but we think personally, I think we make better people doing that.
0: It's almost like there's a portion of people that turn over in your business that you're celebrating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, wow. We
2: call it good turnover. That's you know, amazing. and when you think about it, they will become future referral sources down the road because they know exactly more than anybody what, what we do and how we can help others. Yeah. So wow. it's it's a win win. But again, uh, the, the motivation is and why we really started that training school too is we you know we want to we want to provide for our communities because we know this is going to be a need someday. It already is, quite frankly.
0: We've talked a lot about the uniqueness of uh, your business. Well, maybe not uniqueness, but the niche of your business being the majority of people out in the workforce, remote and distributed. How do you best suggest to our listeners, since we know that the thing that drives people to want to engage is feeling meaningful, what are some of those ideas that you have for how others can help their employees, like I know you're doing, to feel the meaning in the
2: Repetition, I think, is important. Uh, Giving case studies, but I I found uh, the the best thing is when we, as people, consumers, go out and purchase a service. One of the things we rely on are either uh, reviews from other people or what I would call third party endorsements. And so when I when I think about internally, and we have other employees tell us how we are, you know. And so if you ask me is our culture good, I would say, you should ask your caregivers, because it, it really doesn't matter what I think, it matters what they think. You know, And it was interesting, just this morning, I had a um, testimonial from one of our caregivers come in today, and I'll just read this really quick, but it just says, they try to do as much as they can for you. They're, they're a family, not just that it's a family that owns it, but the entire company is a family. They give you all the trust. There's so much that makes it a good opportunity. And it's the best company I've ever worked for. Wow. So, again, it's that third party. It's not me saying it, it's everybody else saying it. So, and I guess the second thing, because we are remote, we try and host events at the office to bring everybody in. We just had a spring party here for race fans, you know, because Andy 500 is here in May. So, we had a race theme party where you could come in and uh, bring your family. So a bunch of the folks brought their kids. Even some of our clients came in, and it was just a time to relax, uh, be people, (laughs) and uh, have that camaraderie, which I I think is a really big part of a strong culture, uh, but it also reinforces that we really are family.
0: I love that. When it comes to being a CEO that is – running a family business out of the state of Indiana in a couple of different locations and being recognized by Inc. repeatedly, first of all, that has to feel pretty darn good because I know that your industry is saturated in this business, home care companies. And so it's just such a big deal that you've been recognized like you have. And I think knowing you, it's so much about the innovation, the constant creativity and innovation that you and your executive team bring to the business. So for CEOs out there that feel they're just having trouble standing out, doing things differently, and they're thinking, how did this guy know to start a school? Like, where do you get these ideas? What would you suggest on things that CEOs should be doing or could be doing to innovate more and get creative like you have?
2: First of all, ask a lot of questions. I think one of the best talents CEOs have and I'm a co-CEO with my my, bro- my two brother-in-laws. I think we're really good listeners, and we ask a lot of good questions to think about what are some of the opportunities out there. That's a big part, and and you know, employees, particularly those who are on the front lines, I'll tell you have the best ideas. <laughs> so it's it's great to ask them. Uh, as you know, Nikki, I'm very sensitive to knowing what other businesses are out there uh, that are doing things that are unique outside of my industry to apply to ours, our company. So I look into those types of things. And then the other is, uh, you know, just keeping abreast of, you know, current events. So I'm an avid reader, as you know, I like to read the Harvard Business Review. I even go to the New York Times on Sundays in the business section. There's something called the corner office where they interview CEOs. They ask them five to 10 questions. Man, there's some really good nuggets in there that we say, hey, is this something that we can do? Is this what we're looking for? And then I guess the last piece is you know, you can work inside your business all day, you know, the day-to-day, and you got to find ways, whether it's a weekly, monthly meeting, or what we do is an annual retreat that's well-organized with a strong agenda focused solely on innovation or new ideas. And, you know, you pose the business problem up there. What are some ideas? And you get feedback from all of your leaders in your different teams. And that's where the school came from. You know, we said we need quality people because our population is aging. They're living longer and more chronically. What should we do? And it came out that we needed to create or, or use a certified nursery training school. So those things happen out of those retreats. And it's so important to get away and talk through that.
0: I've heard about these retreats before and how powerful they are from your, you and your executive team. Some examples that have come out of it, like the school. Could you share um, just for our listeners, how you prepare for that all year long? And when you organize it, this is not something that you're doing in the office and coming together. This is an offsite, completely clear your mind, get away from work. Can you talk to us a little bit more about some of the dynamics around that?
2: Well, that's, that's a big part of it is we got to get out of the office. And for us, we're a 24 hour, seven days a week firm. You know, we're, we're putting out fires and helping people in a lot of crisis moments every day. So it's important to get away from the phone, get away from the computer and really sit down and, and have an offsite meeting. So it's a couple of days and, uh, yeah, me, uh, my co-owners and I get together and we talk to some of our teams and say, hey, what are some of the issues out there? And you can imagine uh, recruitment and retention usually fit on that top list. So we think of two or three things that will inspire ideas. Uh, again, it's assuming we're doing everything the right way or it's and we don't want to assume there's another way to do something better. <laughs> and so the dynamic is to really have breakout sessions to to have those what ifs uh, and and again talk through those types of things. But I think preparing the teams with an agenda before they arrive is is really important because you want participation. And in the end, CEOs do not have all the answers. And that's that's a big, big thing that we, we know we need to know, but it doesn't mean anything. Can't inspire your team to to participate.
0: So this show is called Gut Plus Science for a reason. A lot of times in the world of people, we rely on our gut and our emotions to be able to build relationships and to look at patterns of things and be able to predict the future based on these patterns. And we can't ever give that up. But there is a great need to have science and data and measurement in guiding our companies, especially with our people. Can you talk just a, a minute or two about how you measure your organization's success, especially when it comes to the people realm?
2: When I think about the people realm, obviously turnover is is one we watch. We also want to know how long that they work with us uh, because that's, that's really an important uh, barometer for us. But when we look at um, what we're measuring, Again, those employee surveys become a a big piece for us because it's anonymous and they have the ability to you know really give us suggestions, but also areas of improvement that we need to do. Uh, client satisfactions uh, surveys have been a very big tool for us because they they've given us some ideas to also look at. Uh, And then third, and we talked a little bit about this, those biweekly meetings that we have when folks pick up their paychecks. Hey, what is every time we're asking them, what, what can we do different? What can we do better? And one of those things was we check off tasks that we do with our clients on every shift. And the caregivers consistently stated, it would be great if that was a mobile application. So we invested in a Mobile platform to accomplish those goals. So, following up on the feedback that you receive from them is is really important. But those are those are some of the data points that we're looking at as far as you know having a quality company.
0: That's great. And I'm gonna now I'm gonna you open a can of worms. And I'd love to know. A lot of people talk about struggling with the information, the feedback, the suggestions they get from their employees. Now, what yeah. do we do with it, and make sure that everyone feels like we care about them and they feel heard. How do simple strategy ideas? I know we could go on forever about this, but how do you conduct that follow-up after you've gotten the feedback?
2: I think that there's two types of feedback we get. One is uh, things that we can do better for the customers we serve. Uh, And so that I don't want to say is easy because they'll, they, they see it more frequently, you know, because we're jumping on those. But I would say two things fall into that category. One, you have to be responsive. So if there's a problem, and studies show this, and I know I've talked to you about this before, Nikki, if you don't respond to a problem, there's a high percentage chance that they're going to tell others that it's not a good organization to work for. So it's really important that you be responsive, particularly in times of problems. And the second is reliability. You got to do what you say you're going to do. So when they recognize an issue that we could do with with a client to exceed their expectation, we jump on it quickly, and then we show them how to do that. Um, And in the end, what we end up doing is we thank them. We do a company-wide, what we call a wow. We wow them and tell them, how great this suggestion was. And usually we get feedback from a client. Wow, I didn't think you, you thought of that. So that's that's an important piece that we do there. Uh, operationally is the other side. What are some things that we can do? That is a little more time consuming uh, in that it, it takes a little bit longer to implement. But sometimes what we've done is actually brought them to the table to say, hey, can you get provide some feedback what do you think of this idea? And really getting them engaged in that process is really important because they feel like they are helping with that decision.
0: There's a stat out there that people bring their greatest force when they feel part of the solution. So they feel, you know, they're asked to be part of what we're trying to create in the business and that, you know, just so much more energy towards it. So I can totally see it in that example. So before we go into just some questions that we'd love to learn from you as a wonderful CEO and um, some things we can learn from the just tactical things you're doing in your life. I got one more question about you and the business. What's in the future for senior one care right now as you're developing your culture? Like what's the main thing you're focused on in maybe building your executive team or taking your culture up a notch?
2: I would say continuous improvement. We want to get better. So we're always trying to find ways to be better. And so it's a little bit of a loaded question. There's a lot of factors that play into that. You know, I think future generations and how we can motivate and inspire maybe will be different than what we do today. So we have to be, first of all, aware of that. And then the second thing is, okay, in these retreats, how can we do that? And just in general, I think service industries will struggle with high quality service. And I don't think there's any difference with that with employees. And, and a lot of it is because of technology, which I think is a huge help and a huge factor for our businesses. But those companies that do well from a personal touch and focus on quality service can outpace a lot of the companies out there that are all about getting things done quickly. And so if we can find ways to scale, you know, that high touch and, you know, quite frankly, I think technology is going to play a big factor in helping with us do that. I think we'll succeed big time. So we're we're looking at ways that that we can keep that high quality, high collaboration going that maintains that reliability and responsiveness that we're going to have to have in our culture.
0: Great. Thanks, Patrick. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. And we're going to come right back and ask you a couple of lightning round questions, if you will, so we can get a little bit more insight on some of the things that you're doing. We'll be right back.
1: In our conversations with CEOs and hiring managers, we hear they're frustrated with traditional recruiting. From outrageous fees to focusing on candidates before clients, the process was broken and needed to be fixed. Enter Titus Talent. Titus Talent Strategy serves its clients using passionate people, a proven process, and unparalleled performance. Oh, and did we mention they guarantee the performance of their candidates for 12 months? If you want to learn how they're disrupting the recruitment space, head over to TitusTalent.com. That's T-I-T-U-S-T-A-L-E-N-T.com.
0: All right, Patrick, we're back. We're going to spend just like two or three minutes asking some rapid fire questions. So you talked a couple of minutes ago about you are an avid reader and you're reading the (laughs) Harvard Business Review and then the New York Times, is it called Corner Office?
2: Yeah, it's a really neat little quick read.
0: So we've got those two on the reading list from you. Any book that stands out right now?
2: Three that I can think of right off the top of my head is uh, Good Leaders Ask Good Questions. That's John Maxwell. Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni is one that I reference often. Uh, And then one you turned me on to, Nikki, a while back is The Dream Manager by Matt Kelly, I think uh, are all good ones to be aware of.
0: All great books. Next question is, what is the greatest attribute you look for in someone that you're hiring?
2: I would say being a good listener because we do a lot of influencing we haven't met many seniors who think they need help, so we want to help them improve the quality of life. And many times, it's just being a good listener. And with that, there's a lot of attributes like asking good questions and good body language and eye contact. Those types of things are all fitting into that you know, listening category that we look for.
0: I know you're a big community mover and shaker, getting out there, getting involved, giving back what would be the one suggestion that you would have for ceos who might not you know be doing some of those things right now if you encourage them to take a step towards getting involved in the community what would you suggest
2: i think it's the best way first of all it's just the right thing to do is to impact your community and it makes you feel good i think if you do it once you're going to do it again Uh, as you know i'm part of uh, the rotary club here locally and, you know, what, what we find is not only is it a great thing for the community, but, boy, it's so good internally. I, I think you're building a stronger team. I think you're building definitely loyalty to the company. And there's just this huge sense of pride that I work for an elite company, and that's what we are as an elite company, I feel. And when you're out serving the community, you're, you're helping others uh, grow and impacting, you know where we're serving people, and in the end, uh, people don't leave us for fifty cents an hour. Uh, they they stay with us because uh, that's part of our our program, really, to 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 give back.
0: And Patrick, Rotary clubs can be found everywhere, right? Everywhere, okay.
2: all over the place. That might yeah, be every great every town. But
0: you know, go check out. You can go to a meeting for free. Go check it yep. out and meet some probably filled with a lot of CEOs, presidents, and other key leaders that are out doing the same thing. So I think that's that's a great example. How do our uh, listeners, how do they find you if they want to connect with you?
2: I'm definitely on LinkedIn, and uh, the website's a great area to go. If you go to senioronecare.com, you'll find me located in the About Us category there. Uh, You can reach me by phone or email uh, that way, but LinkedIn's probably the best way to reach me.
0: Wonderful. Patrick, thank you so much for your time. All right, this brings us to the Truth You Can Act On section of Gut Plus Science, which is intended to give you just a couple of key takeaways from one of our great leaders every show so that you can go and talk with your teams about new ideas and maybe even start trying some new things. So from Patrick's show today, so much chock full with great ideas, a couple of key takeaways. Number one, don't assume. He talked about this over and over again and the importance of when you're picking up on something you need to go ask questions around it and go deeper quickly respond responsiveness to things is so important don't don't assume and go and have those conversations to really understand how employees are um, perceiving something. He talked about how culture is only as good as our employees perceive it to be. And we need to know really where they stand with how they feel. And so no assumptions, eliminate assumptions and go um, get, get to the heart of the issue and be responsive to those things and dive in. Uh, Number two, uh, it's so important to have a hybrid of technology and personal touch. So if we've got technologies that are helping us go deeper, faster, we've got to mix that with the personal touch, just like Patrick's very unique in having his employees stop in to pick up their paycheck. So they have many different mobile technologies to help with communication and engagement. But one of the things they're doing to have conversations with them at least once every two weeks is having them stop in and pick up their paycheck. So that hybrid of technology and personal touch Third is he talked about the importance of routinely getting surveys out to employees to understand where they're at and really get a pulse on what's going on. And so finding the best platform to be able to survey your people and get feedback and doing that regularly, not on an annual basis, but um, much more of a frequent cadence. And then fourth, and Patrick so stands for this, is the power of innovation. Innovation in setting time aside to get away from the office and get with other smart people on your team or in a peer group and come up with new ideas and think outside the box and spend time around a whiteboard. What are you reading? Um, whether it's the New York times corner office, or what book are you putting in your head to gain those new ideas? So constant innovation and creativity. That's the truth. You can act on section. And I'm really excited to see you all on the next gut plus science.